Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank, with your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we're talking about the very unaffordable utility NFTs and a little bit more into Moonbirds and the larger, uh, the larger ecosystem of, again, how utility is really justifying valuations, valuations of, of these projects. What are we seeing in the news, Andrew? Yeah, here we go. I've got a few headlines here. It looks rare. They, they got a new sort of marketing tactic out here where you can now earn the looks token by listing your NFT. You know, it's creative, I guess. It's not my favorite, favorite marketplace, but they are certainly trying to move some more adoption to the, uh, to their marketplace one way or another, or rewarding users by adding things there. So I think I read that you need to do 10 or so to make it um, worthwhile. But if you do have and have some that you want to list, it is uh, to check out. Yeah, I mean, it's looks token are actually up about 25% over the past seven days, which kind of nice. Right, disclosure around two dollars or so right now yeah it got up there it got up to like there cool all right so uh, well, i guess another token news we've got apecoin which i believe last i looked was up over 15 dollars at 30 percent in about one day and that was after news leaked out that yuga labs was planning to do their other side land sale or to hold that sale in the ape token rumors are that's going to start at 600 ape which would be we had 15 dollars would be around nine thousand, so a little bit over three ETH at these uh, at these prayer sorry around three ETH at these prices so that's sounds like an aggressive price when you consider that this first land sale will have a thousand pieces and they plan a second land sale for a hundred thousand sorry you said a hundred so- 200,000 total. 200,000. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, you know, that's a lot. I'm sorry. 200 things priced at three ETH? Yeah. So that would be 600. You know, if that's real, that's about an ETH, which would be over what? Over a, yeah, that's $1.8 billion or so. So I can't imagine they can really take that in. I would think that, you know, I've heard also that it could be Dutch auction, although I don't understand how the Dutch auction are worth the work with. I don't know. It'll, it's, it's interesting. You know, I don't know if it means if it's too aggressive, I'm going to swing. Certainly sounds like it may be, but they are going for it anyway. And so far people are buying the token in anticipation of that. We'll see closer to the launch. These are all rumors so far of the actual mechanics, you know, haven't been announced for that land sale. Although so far, a lot of these rumors that have leaked out of Yuga have proven to be accurate. Yeah. Um, just looking 14 days, roughly speaking, it's up 35%, but literally as we're talking over the past 24 hours, it's dropped 16%. So this thing is 
this thing is getting wild, right? It's going up and I don't own any ape. I will say prior, I do own looks and I know that you own ape and looks, right? I do not own looks anymore. No, I have oh, a little bit out. of ape. Yeah. All yeah, right. Like so next the, on I just here, like we... really quick, like on the ape thing, like I said this in the discord, but like, I'm like, I missed the train. I, I missed the train. And anytime I find myself trying to throw my baggage in car as it pulls out of the station, like I make a mistake, I buy it hype. So I am firmly of the belief that like, I, I, I missed it. It's fine. I, I might keep an eye on the line, but I'm nervous about those numbers. Uh, maybe we'll do it about land, perhaps. All right. Perhaps. All right. What else we got for headlines here? We've got, all right, George, Ooh. you you're invited to a castle? A Scottish castle? What's going on? Andrew, I'm going to have to have a whole new uh, whole friends because artist Trevor Jones announces that NFT holders get to <laughs> So um, Trevor Jones is an artist. You know, he's uh, done uh, a number of coin angel. And, you know, this is an interesting project. One of the tying to integration to the reaches seven, 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 um, type of giveaway. However, this is really funny. The Sterling castle and in, in invite only. I, I don't think I'll be able to make it. It's nice to get, it's just nice to be invited to a castle. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't see if you, you just swing by, you know, I don't know. Maybe I can do it. I'm going to talk to your wife and see if she'll, uh, no, no. I think I know the answer to this already. <laughs> Yeah, I think I got that's, an extra. Uh, I have two. I can give you one if you want to come with. Right. Well, we'll see what happens there. I think that we'll see how you make it over to the party. Sounds okay. Like... Anyway, moving on. Let's see what else we got here. We've got oh, this one. This one's good. So we've got the Ajax football team, a soccer team. They were caught. They are trading on some so rare NFTs. He had found out that they were going to switch the starting keeper, starting keepers NFTs, bought the backup before the news went public. <laughs> of course, people have uh, figured this out. They've got public accounts. So, you know, fans and, and others quickly uh, figured out what happened here. So, uh, and so far, they're saying that it's technically not regulated by bullying commission, although I imagine that that one's not going to hold up so well with their, with their league. I don't know about the, uh, the financial implications. Remember what you do on the blockchain can be seen, you can see the time. So even if it's not known right at the. Yeah. I mean, clearly if it were a stock, that is something that is frowned upon by the SEC <laughs> and in, in general trade public market in any way is like, is a big no, no, it's just dumb. What are you doing? Don't do that, but it's the beginning of the complexities of when NFT marketplaces that offer liquidity to, you know, players, trading cards and pieces like that impacted. Like, I wonder what would have happened if those were sports cards and instead they dumped them on eBay. I don't think anybody would look two ways about it, but because it's on the chain, it's with your name doing this and people will find out. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Hard to, uh, hard to, hard to. Completely hide that information when it's on the Speaking of sports, smooth transition here. Look at me go. Speaking of sports, the Vayner Sports Pass. You're bringing this to us. I uh, have heard about it. We talked about it. This was AJ Vaynerchuk, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's brother, 
this was the notorious and infamous now uh, super mint price, where the, the cost of minting far exceeded uh, the actual amount that was uh, paid for the actual project. So do you want to talk us through the Vayner Sports Pass and, and why you see it as an opportunity now? Yeah, so this is now, it's a, the collection is now sitting at about 8.4 uh, floor. We've gone back and forth a little bit under that. We, you know, as we, as we talked about, this caused a <laughs> the waste of gas when it launched and has certainly uh, helped to keep the floor, uh, floor down. I think, you know, got a lot of uh, negative attention when it launched. So I think in some ways that is good as, uh, as some at the collection now and when we talked about it first uh, it is by aj vaynerchuk who is gary vaynerchuk's brother i don't know a ton about his that his past i know he's been involved with some of gary's projects in the past I believe you know i have to think that he's going to use a lot of his connections that he felt with uh, with gary over the years to uh, to help promote they do have a they've announced that they have a roadmap coming this uh, they Hopefully it is more than uh, some of the roadmaps we've seen where they are quickly, uh, maybe a Google doc and published. That's at least my hope that it's done in a much more professional manner. They have announced some partnerships with athletes in the MMA area. I'm not terribly familiar with MMA, so I don't know sort of the level of notoriety of these athletes at this point. So these keys themselves are in, um, there are various icons on various backgrounds and colors for the part or, or the basic ones. There's not much difference among those from what I can tell. I don't, there's much different in what they give you in terms of access. There are a few levels of these. So when you're looking at the, see that there are some, let's see different, there are different colors that do have a more, uh, that are more rare than others. Um, so you see different levels once you get, let's see into like the green those jump up a bit and see the green actually it's it aren't much above floor again I, there's if there's something to that color I, I have to think that there will be certain certain levels of access with different tier um, cards on here but i think it is you know it's at an affordable price now let's see 0.395 as we speak i've been watching it do not have any yet and i don't think you have any at this point either right george i don't but here's like my macro piece on this you know from podcasts i've been listening to including overpriced jpegs and people that have like worked firsthand with aj vaynerchuk the guy is sharp the way that this was coded on chain was done intentionally so the the bad byproduct was the cost of gas and sort of getting this out there but it was in favor of a long-term technical decision so far what I know of the Vaynerchuk brand is succeed and is tied to the whole and that they're very, very deep into the sports media. And what's more, the sort of the Vayner, Vayner media and the marketing there works with a lot, as you mentioned, sports teams and has a lot of access and they're becoming frankly, the leaders in crypto consulting and NFT consulting. And I don't know, you combine those things for me, and I think it's it's very clear that this probably pays back with drops alone. And the other reason of sort of like, why now? Because that was one of the worst drops I have seen ever. 
And I think it's still holding at a price. It it would have killed a lot of projects. And I think dead in the water. You kidding me? And I think it's really, I think it's, it's, it's great that it hasn't killed this one. And I also would have been surprised if it actually did because, you know, a Vayner name, they don't, they don't take it lightly when they put it out there, as you said. And, you know, I think it's, it's interesting to think about how they think it's all part of the, the whole, and, you know, one bad project is going to, you know, make it a lot harder for them to continue going. They've been in this space, you know, for a long time, you know, at least as, as long as you can be. And it, it's not like some of these other names that are coming in, getting involved and then launching a project, you know, within AJ has been in the space, you know, has definitely been around and working with uh, both Gary and my own in the space. So, you know, that makes me more positive in thinking that they're going to continue on this project. I also think that there's a very, a very strong likelihood that a lot more young athletes begin to get into NFTs and Vayner Sports has a big leg up on the competition when it comes to getting involved, getting those athletes involved with them. They are already here. They're Web3 native. And look at that. Look at this as one of the leading brands. Yeah, just to make this even more complicated, in addition to the card type, which has escalating at the peak, looking at diamond, in addition to that, it looks like there are icons on them about each one has like a couple icons and each one is associated <clears throat> with things like esports, golf, football. So do you know does it actually have any value to that? Are there are there can are there I that's I didn't believe that there were any, there was anything to those, but I wouldn't put this it. This one has I a baseball icon just one. So some have one. Okay. Yeah, I don't know exactly if there is something to you know, if there's actually a value tied to what is shown on the card or not, you know, so it may be worth looking into a little bit more. I haven't um, found anything about that at this point. If you do find something or we find something, um, we'll of course discuss that in the uh, Discord. So hop in there if you are looking to get into this one and hopefully we have uh, discovered a little bit more we can share there. Yeah, it's it's worth looking at. And I, and I like the why now. And also I'm getting back, you know, to what we're going to be talking about of main utilities and Moonbirds, watch this smooth transition. I think when you have a project like Moonbirds come in and literally move the entire market. And why I say move the market, like Crypto Slam for the past seven days shows a hundred percent increase. And guess what? 375 million of that came from Moon. The next highest is Mutinate at 68 million, which all these numbers are absurd. So when I see that happening, I, you know, I know I'm frustrated about missing the boat by a few ETH, which is actually a lot, um, missing the boat on, on Moonbirds. But the opportunity is that I think these other projects, some of these like high value, you know, projects are, are out there and, and have an opportunity to kind of find some value, right? And that's what we're, we're trying to do here, <laughs> find something affordable. And all right, Andrew, let's talk about the NFTs peaked. We just talked about Moonbirds. They showed the value of utility NFTs. Can you just explain, like we're throwing around utility. What the heck do you actually get if you have like a Moonbird? What it, how is utility defined? That's, I mean, it's a good question for me what the, the utility of the Moonbird is. It seems to me that the, the, the proof pass was more of the utility. They created this uh, Moonbirds collection. The proof pass gives you, gave you access to mint one of the Moonbirds. You know, I guess... 
I, how would you, ex- how would, do you think, do you consider the Moonbird project a utility still or do you, or, or is that just a PFP project? It is definitely utility in that you get access to a certain type of Discord, right? I know that you're going to be able to hang out in a Discord room with Kevin Rose. Cool. You're going to probably be surrounded by a lot of whales and people that are influential or at least an absurd amount of money for these things. And I believe that there's going to be continued utility. They talk about, what is it, like towers or elements that they're going to be developing. And the way that I see the utility is like, yeah, you get access to this Discord. Yeah, well, future drops as people tripping over themselves to like, you know, do the next partnership and drop and you'll get to mint two of them. You know, you'll probably have the, like an art blocks effect where, you know, it'll have the sort of shiny gloss of something exciting. And then the other part of it is you're kind of that this is going to be the next Yuga Labs because of hype and potential of me at this point. Like for that much money, you're like, Essentially, a seed investor in a company. So that's kind of, I guess, what I'm looking at when I looked at the utility there, and I was like, I "Play ball." <laughs> yeah, um, I think we're we're sort of getting started with with these utility NFTs. You know, we've talked about Vayner Sports. You know, it's at a pretty low price. You know, I think there's not we haven't seen what that is. Up quantum art the photography platform by uh, Justin Aversano. They released a, a quantum pass recently. I see that six or seven ETH now. And there's access to future drops. Uh, we see some others. Cool Suite is one they've been operating as kind of a, I don't know what you'd call them, but an agency of sort doing Cool Suite. They've recently done a, a um, NFT project that again is going to give access to things. I think we're going to see a lot more of these, especially with, I don't know, I've mentioned this before, but when people start looking at the, the amount that was raised by Moonbirds so quickly, 78 million and have, you know, have the credibility of people like Kevin Rose that are looking at that and starting to make plans right now. So I don't think that, I don't think they're really close to seeing utility NFTs peak yet. I think we're, we an immense demand and I think everyone's trying to maybe spin their project. The mold of a utility NFT now, you know, it's going to be, I think we need to, to start thinking about, you know, how to actually get what a utility, what utility really means to an NFT, because it's going to be a term that every project uses now. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they were using it before, but this is just, to look at this, it blew away even my high-end expectation of like price tracking and what I thought would actually happen when a bunch of, frankly, random people flip, you know, two things that they had bought and it just, it was incredible. And so I I also agree. I don't think utility Utility is peaked, but I, I thought it'd make a good subject title. So I tossed it in the top. And the reason it ties into, I think you're selling in part belonging tied to financial upside. And both of those things are quite powerful in and of themselves. But what I mean by belonging is the same dynamics that happen on Sunday in a church in your neighborhood, where people show up into the same room in the same way and say the same thing with the ability to feel like you belong to a group is in large part what 
I think I see the value of a utility when you talk it about as like, all right, we have access to this discord. Oh, I'm going to be able to socially identify as this, you know, group of people that captures some part of my identity. And, you know, there's very much value in that utility. There's a reason why people signal with, you know, $60,000 Rolex watches because they want to show off that they have been club. I am successful because I have this thing. So that's not going away. So it's not peaked. It's very much endemic to our. Yeah. So I'd argue that that part is the, the value for, you know, the, the sake of having it be high value. Isn't that more of a PFP sort of, um, aspect to a, to a collection than a utility NFT? I mean, I don't know, nobody, people at least weren't calling Bored Apes a utility NFT, although they've proven to be that if you've held them, they've given away all these things. But, you know, initially it was more like, well, you're around these other people that want to hold this thing that is absurdly, you know, I think in that regard, but you can always say that as long as private discord and it's a high floor price, there's, you know, it's a, there is some of that utility to it in that it's keeping out um, people that can't afford that if that is not saying that that is what you're you know say so i'd say that these the moonbirds is certainly prom you know they're already talking about adding more to this they didn't have to do this at the time and i don't think that it would have meant much to people to say to promise all these things you know nobody knew that that were going to hold any value now people have seen that playbook moonbirds is is kind of explicitly saying we're going to continue to build they've even they've hinted at tokens all out there. So I think there's a, it's much more known that these are going to not just be a highly valued collection or not, and I can't say collection. It's not just seen that it's a highly valued collection. It's also that they will, um, give holders more value or at least more assets. You know, they'll have to prove, but they're going to give them more assets. They're going to continue to build and they're going to put, put effort into this, that a lot of projects maybe have promised and have yet to deliver on. So your original thing, I could take the extreme that, uh, position that all PFP projects and all NFTs have a promise of utility. I could right. put them on a utility spectrum, right? I bought uh, a one of one piece of art and uh, the utility I get is it's beautiful. I like looking at it. You can say I get access to a discord. I have, you know, an extra that I can own and I, I have all of the rights to, so I can put it on a t-shirt and a mug. So. I think the question is, what is the perceived versus what is the actual utility you get? And, you know, you're seeing now it's more about execution and trust, I'd say. There's no longer a, a new clever, like, and by the way, in our roadmap, we're going to have sparkles. I think the, the magic of the are kind of fading away and coming back to what happens here is it is trust in the founders and you know, he's built up this community of people that listen to his podcast and that like, this is, you know, the guy behind dig knows how to build things. And then, you know, the, that vision, you know, getting behind that vision and believing it is, is you, you're just acting like a seed investor more so baked into there somewhere with five spot. There's a new competitor, right? Like this time last Yuga labs didn't freaking exist. Like, hold that in your mind for a second. And punks were like dominant. It was a, I believe they were out at this point. It was it right there, just in their vicinity. believe it was around, I, I could be wrong. Let's look it up. I'm kind of curious. I'm saying they hadn't launched yet. And you're saying they have, okay. 
Let's see. April 30th is the first day I saw. All right. So about a year ago or one. I mean, we're almost on the anniversary. Like when this comes out, this will be. So so about that for a second, right? Like time suddenly this like massive company starts, you know, it didn't take off until uh, a couple months after the project. Then you have something like Azuki, which launched like massively in, uh, I think, you know, Q3, whatever it was. It's got the memory of a nap. Right. I mean, I think we've seen a lot of, I mean, I think even going back, Further, you know, if we go back to a year ago, this is in 2021. It, it you should even look at it if if you want. There, it, the market was there was nothing going on, and it was it's amazing to think then Yuga Labs launched their project, and for people into it, we saw our blocks going crazy. It was kind of leading up to that. It wasn't until the summer that it really went crazy. That has certainly died down, but then really noticing the, the Yuga Labs, um, success or, or Bird Ape success. And I, you know, I think it spurred a lot of copycat projects, you know, just some other animal project that, uh, you know, we're promising the same things and people have over time kind of maybe realized that it's not a matter of just a ton of different projects of the same, of the same ilk, you know, you need different projects. And I think that's what we're seeing here with, you know, with proof and with with Moonbirds, even with the, the quantum, different, different projects lead of categories and become the project to, to, to sort of dominate that category. And we don't necessarily, we're not going to see this, we're not going to see maybe, you know, a hundred different projects that are successful with that same model. You'll see a few different ones, but they're going to need something different to them. And I don't just mean the, the animal that they're using. You know, I think we've, we're seeing, we're seeing board apes be very successful with what they do, you know, obviously you see Moonbirds, right? Young project. We don't know, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say that they've overstay what they've done at this point. You know, I think they come back down to a, a, a level below that 30th floor and still be quite successful, but you know, it's hard to say the long, long-term success, but I, I think it is, you know, it's interesting to think, you know, how, as you you know, getting back to what you were saying, like how we've seen different projects take the lead. And it, I guess, you know, another one is that Azuki and seeing more of the sort of into this, I think that was a big entrance and we do see a few projects, but it's not like it completely shifts the market. And I think we're starting to see that a bit, that the best projects from these different continuing to shine through. Yeah. Another one I was going to call out was Artifact um, when they, when they dropped, but it's like, it's like every three months, it seems like there is just this sort of like record setting launch. What I'm also noticing is different than Ford Apes, which frankly sat at a 0.5 ETH floor for like a month, is that these newer ones, right? The ones I just went through, like every three months we're getting these new big hits. They're, they're up and to the right almost day one. You have to take really uncomfortable levels of risk to get in on these. Uh, on these hype cycles, right? Like we looked at Artifact and we talked about it as affordable project. And we we're like, oh, nope, sorry, psych your mind. And like Azuki went from zero to 60 immediately within a matter of like days and hours, not months. So like, and clearly we just talked about what happened with Moonbirds. So these new large projects that in my mind prior was this idea that like, oh, there's like buried treasure around. One of these is going to take off. And the, the truth seems to be more like 
there's going to be something that is absurdly hyped that comes up and the question on something. Massive one. size like, bet, ah. I would say. We have to start thinking about this a little bit more. They are, it's big bets. They are yeah. uh, big sized bets. Um, but I think what is interesting to note is these are some of the most hype and they're succeeding. So, you know, in, in the sense of the risk reward as risky as, as risky in the terms of it's going to go to zero down, you know, eh, at least if you get in at the very early part, you know, now at 30, obviously I think that can, that can go down 50% pretty easily, you know, at, at that 80th floor, when you see the volume it had, it's a, you know, in retrospect, you know, I'm thinking about that and that's not, it, it's, it's hard to think that it, the volume was going to all of a sudden disappear to the point that the floor would print it. 80 is a lot of ETH to get into that part is challenging. You know, it, it's. But I am starting to see that the big projects, it's not exactly these, these diamonds in the rough. They are well-known. Everybody's talking about them. And if you can get into them, even, you know, at the, the inflated floor, the initial floor price of them, they've been extremely good investments. And especially compared to kind of trying to find the, the follow-on projects that, that launch hopes of, you know, getting some of, you know, getting some of the success of those bigger name projects. Yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, it kind of still, I'm still like frustrated by like the fact that like, even if you see the next one coming, the, the level of risk you have to be in it is like pretty darn high. And, you know, I think coming back to like what we're doing here, the afford look at things like, I'm not giving up on that. I, I think there's a lot of fun to looking at you know, pieces that won't make the top 10 and that's fine. But, you know, the things that, by the way, still can like provide value and like give access, still very much part of this Coinbase bringing in the NFT market. And I'm hoping that brings more life to the middle market because look, we're, we're dealing in a market and we're like suddenly looking at Lamborghinis and we're like, we don't drive freaking things. Like <laughs> I drive a, you know, a cheap, a cheap plug-in I want to it's fuel efficient it's just it seems like we're being asked to look at markets that outside of our size range in general you know if you if you talk about what's going to be appealing to you know it's just a disturbing show of, <laughs> of money being thrown around at a I'm still doing it yeah, I'll still I, look for affordable projects they're out there yeah I mean yeah I mean I think there's affordable projects it's I'm, I'm more wary of, of, of thinking that the market will follow a leading project rather than just that leading project becoming the, the sort of category filler and then moving on to sort of what's going to be the next innovative project that, that does something different to define a project rather than just lead or follow along with the trend. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's interesting is that every quarter massive run-up because one, the capital is going to look for another place to go with it and throw, <laughs> throw around. And there are so many talented founders, leaders, developers, companies that have not even touched this space yet. And, you know, they're coming and there's going to be opportunities in there. And, you know, that, that, that is exciting. So I'll, I'll get over my, I'll get over my FOMO eventually. 
and and look at look to the projects. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe next time I, when I have that high conviction, you know, get up and just say like, all right, should I do this? And maybe I'll just trick you into splitting it with me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. We got. I mean, it is a. These are great wins if you do win the uh, the raffles, and those are of still. Relative. I did respect that they did the raffle. That was very they, respectful. They did pass. And obviously there are some big winners there. So, you know, I'm happy for the people that were able to spend the two and a half ETH and now are sitting on a 30 ETH asset. So that is cool that, you know, that, that really didn't have a lot going into that. We're able to now, Ooh, that's a big, that's a big win. So it's hopefully awesome. there are a lot of people that really appreciate that and, you know, whether they take it or not, you know, that's, you know, that's a tough choice, but yeah, good one to have. Yeah. I had one more note just to call out here is that I, I get. I'm always concerned about the speed and time with which something runs up mm. as a speed and time it takes to run down. Things that burn fast burn out. And so there's Absolutely. there is this coin for sure. And those founders know it though. I, you know, it's very, very savvy in terms of building tech tools and user engagement and, you know, as far as data, your window to execute is, is very narrow, uh, I would say. And also the risk of saying like, you know, it took, you know, Three to, it took one week to get like 36 ETH. Okay. I'm much more comfortable if that's like, it took three years to get to this point. Like that's a sturdier base with people that have been sort of like holding and a company that's been tested. So, you know, uh, the board apes and moonbirds right now is, is really not a fair comparison at all. But those prices, I imagine like in their minds are like, oh yeah, this is like going to be a blue chip stock. And oh yeah, moonbirds is blue chip now. And you're like, because. Yeah, I'm sure there are already people putting that in there. And I think price is a uh, dangerous indicator of it being, or dangerous sole indicator of something being blue chip. You know, there is a, there is definitely a concern that it could come down um, relatively quick. We have seen it in the, in the past, not saying it's going to happen. And I think that their nesting slash staking uh, mechanism will help some with, with a sudden flood of, of listings. You know, that being said, you know, things, things can change in, in very quickly in NFTs. All right. That's what we got. Hopefully that was helpful. In summary, utility NFTs have not peaked. All utilities have NFT. All, all utilities have NFT and all NFTs have utility. One of those is maybe true, possibly true, but one, well, we'll let you think about it. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.